This is episode 91, Gratitude, It's Not a Gimmick. What's up? I'm Trent with Fight, Heart, Body, and Soul. This is where we train Jesus followers to fight for their health, heart, body, and soul. And I'm in this fight with you. Let's train to fight. What's up, fighters? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Trent Childers. I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach, speaker, podcaster, husband, cat owner, but uh, above all, most importantly, I'm a Jesus follower, and this show is rooted in Him, about glorifying Him with our hearts, bodies, minds, soul, and the theme, of course, is to fight for your health and to do it recognizing that heart, body, and soul are interconnected parts. They flow together, and we recognize what's working against us, and we arm ourselves with what God has given us to nourish our our bodies, hearts, and minds so that we can glorify Him and serve in, I think, bigger ways than what we realized. And in today's show, I'm talking about something that I think could seem kind of faddish to people. The title of the show is It's Not a Gimmick, referring to gratitude. And some might look at it as, you know, oh, this motivational speaker gets up here and tells people that they just need to be grateful and make this gratitude list, bunch of baloney, whatever. Well, (laughs) it's really not, but more than that, being a show focused toward people who follow Jesus, gratitude is really central to following Jesus. It's central to the message in the scriptures. It's really foundational to the purpose that God has for every Christian. We all have a general purpose as Christians, but I think we have specific and unique ones as well, catered to our unique personalities and gifts and stuff like that. Gratitude is something that it's just key. It is key. And when I was in the hospital, I really, in 2014, I was really able to see this when we're able to be grateful in the midst of pain and suffering. Oh, it can, it can really transform our lives or at least help toward that end. And so I'm going to look at gratitude during this show, and this is how we're going to break it down. Break it down. <laughs> First, I look at Scripture and gratitude in Scripture. And obviously, it's not going to be exhaustive. But I'll uh, look at what the Scriptures say and how gratitude, why it matters, really, in terms of Christianity and and how how gratitude is laid, how it's described. I'll get it out in a minute. (laughs) How it's described in Scripture. Then we'll look at some research, what's going on in and it may sound tricky to tricky, <laughs> tricky to research gratitude. Um, it's one of those things. It's not a cut and dry like these people ate this for seven days and this other group didn't. Um, it's it's experimental, which any study is, uh, but it's very interesting the, the research that is out there. 
And then I, I'll leave you with, you know, I say all that, and I don't want to leave you with, okay, well, how do I even implement this in my life? I'll give you a couple tips um, of how to manifest gratitude in your life. And keep in mind, this show is directed toward Jesus followers as Christian. And so that I think that's unique. I mean, I, I believe we have something very unique um, and special to be grateful for what Jesus did for all of humanity. It, it's the most awesome thing that's ever been done. It it personifies love. It, it's just beautiful. And having that at your core to manifest gratitude, I think it's a game changer. And, and it can just bring beautiful things in our lives. All right, so this is what we're going to do. Um, start out with Scripture. All right. Now, when you read through the Old Testament, what becomes apparent is that God really wanted his people to remember what he had done for them. And his people were, in, under the Old Testament, uh, the nation of the Jews, Israel, they were in uh, bondage, slavery to the Egyptians for a long time. And God rescued them from that. He delivered them. From that, and and in doing in doing that, you can you can read. Well, I'm having trouble with my words today. I'll get there. So after he delivered them, uh, later at Mount Sinai, he instituted the law, the law of Moses, and it was given to his his chosen people then, uh, the na- the nation of Israel. And when he instituted it, he, he told them that they needed to remember that God had delivered them. And, and there are different feast days in Old Testament to actually help them remember. In Exodus chapter 12, right before God brought down the, that awful tenth plague, um, he instituted the Passover feast in which the, the people with the blood on the doorpost that plague passed over them, and then which would symbolize the blood of Jesus, allowing us all the blessings and forgiveness that we have in Him. But the Passover feast reminded them of being delivered from that. Now, when you think about this aspect of remembering, that's gratitude. Okay, that that's gratitude. Now, this is this is um, important. I'm going to say this because my friend brought this up to me and I never really thought about it like this but he wanted to do a study on gratitude he's one of my best friends just great guy I love him oh I love him <laughs> his whole family and he wanted to do like a biblical study on gratitude so he went to search the word gratitude and it wasn't there it was only there like one time or whatever depending on what translation you have and it kind of puzzled him, so he asked me about it, and I said, "Well, gratitude is an is a concept. It's really a way of life, and it's it's expressed and described a lot of times without even using that word, but it is that." And I mentioned to him to search for words like thanks and thankful and grateful, and he was like, "Oh, okay, you know, that makes sense." And so just remember, gratitude is a, it's a way of life. It's a concept. It's something we live out. And just like other things, you can describe it and be talking about it, and not even use that word, but it is that. If you're tracking with me, I believe you are. 
All right, and so critical to that too, gratitude, is remembering. When you remember what someone has done for you, that can spark gratitude within you. All right, it's very important. So in the Old Testament, God, of course, knows this. He's God. <laughs> so he put th- measures in place to help his people remember what actually he had done for them. So when the law is given, the law of Moses, the account given in Deuteronomy chapter 5, I want to read this concerning the Sabbath day that he gave to his, his chosen people. This is what he told them. So this is Deuteronomy 5, starting in verse 2. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God okay, brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So what did he want to go down here? You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out with a mighty hand. It's this idea of remembering. It's remembering. So in in the um, Old Testament, as we read, it was this that was the idea. Remember God delivered you. Remember God delivered you. In the New Testament, it's this idea of remembering what Jesus Christ has done for us. He delivered us from the bondage of sin through his death, burial, and resurrection. We have transformation, forgiveness, blessings, just awesomeness in in him. And the gratitude is closely connected with that. And one thing in the Old Testament we see is when they forgot what God had done for them or they weren't grateful, that's when bad things started happening, that they forgot, they didn't keep gratitude in their hearts. And that's really a critical lesson just in our lives. When we don't keep gratitude in our hearts, we forget what God has done. We forget what even other people in our lives have done. We can become we we can become bitter um, even rebellious gratitude it's almost like it keeps us level keeps us level you think about it in a marriage even it, it's kind of hard to stay mad at your spouse when you think about how much that he or she has helped you get through and all the things that they that they've done and I think about what Kelly's done for me taking care of me just especially during my hospital stay i mean she's just a warrior i think her name means that actually but it's just it's critical so that was the idea in the old testament and when you research the word thanks thanks um this is the english standard version it's 46 times just in the book of psalms alone and psalms is a really good book in the old testament to to just see thankfulness and giving thanks to the Lord, how that's associated with joy and peace and all these things. All right. So now in the in the New Testament, Philippians chapter four, it's really one of my favorite sections and it's foundational to this concept of gratitude. 
I, I just love it. That old chapter, really. In fact, when I make my gratitude list before I start it, it's kind of like the heading. I write Philippians 4, gratitude. And that's just what I do. And then I write my gratitude under it. But this is what Paul wrote, Philippians 4. This is, this is verse, these are verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, let's put together what it said. All right, don't be anxious. I mean, don't worry. Are you kidding me? You're commanding us not to worry? Yeah, that's what he said. Now, it's just contrast. Don't be anxious. Well, what's the contrast? In everything, by prayer and supplication. Now, here's the kicker. With thanksgiving. Okay, that's gratitude. With thanksgiving. So, in your prayers, in your reaching out to God, supplications, petitioning God, even pleading with Him, even. With thanksgiving. So, this is to be done with gratitude in your heart. So, in that way, or in that state, okay, of thanksgiving, we're praying to God. We're letting our request be made known to God. Now, what's going to happen? Well, according to the Apostle Paul, we do that. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So he connects being grateful, thankful, to having peace. Being thankful or grateful to having peace. Now, it, there's a good chance... If you're lacking peace in your life, it feels chaotic. Um, I would guess that you're not really showing a lot of thanks and gratitude. Um, at least not to the point the point that you need to be. Now, I'll give a small caveat here. Being, being grateful um, and just writing on a gratitude list, it's not going to solve your problems. The, it's not going to heal you of all your... Uh, whatever's going on, all your ailments. Here, here's the thing. Gratitude changes your perspective. And it can bring peace of mind, even in the midst of adverse circumstances. And the way our bodies work is when we experience peace and we're in a relaxed state, we have health benefits as a result. So gratitude can be the beginning of a turnaround point in your life, even for your health. And also, staying grateful can even keep you on track to make positive changes in your life, like, say, to your health or whatever. And I'm going to mention that a little later when we talk about the research, the connection between gratitude and even goal setting and reaching your goals even. All right, so Philippians 4, really foundational. Being anxious is contrasted with praying with thanksgiving to God. And that is said to bring about peace. Peace. And, man, who, who does not want peace? <laughs> 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's gratitude. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
I don't miss that. That's really big. <laughs> when Scripture says something is the will of God in Christ for us, we need to pay attention to that. He tells us that giving thanks in all circumstances. So what that means is, even when things are not going well, when things look dark even, God says give thanks. It doesn't matter what's going on. Give thanks. It's about remembering what He's done. Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. For us. It's giving thanks. And then we can... We can make this a habit in our lives it's difficult at first if we're not used to it and things just crummy all around us man complaining is so easy it's so it's too easy uh, i just interviewed my friend amberlyn harrison and she's got a book called the complainer's journal and we broke that down about complaining why is it so easy to complain why don't we do it and gratitude can actually protect us against that help to anyway all right, another one is Colossians 3, 15 and 16. And let the peace of, there's the word peace again. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful and be thankful. There's the connection again with peace and gratitude. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God manifesting gratitude again associated with peace and something interesting in 2nd Peter chapter 1 and the word thankful thanks or gratitude none of those are mentioned here but this concept of remembering it's very interesting the way it's put in 2nd Peter 1 all right so in this chapter he gives what we call the Christian graces, the Christian graces or virtues, uh, beginning in verse 5. tells us to supplement our faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness, brotherly affection, and brotherly affection, love. And we call these the Christian graces. And starting in verse 8, Peter says, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, listen to verse 9. I think this is really cool. It's something we can miss. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he's blind. Now, listen. Having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Having forgotten. So, this person who's lacking these qualities... Peter says he's forgotten that he's cleansed from his former sin. So what what is the implication? The implication is when we remember what God has done for us in cleansing us, it's going to lead to holiness. It's going to change the way we live. Remembering and being grateful is connected with holy living. And then the opposite is true. And that's what he says. These people who don't have these qualities, they have forgotten. They've forgotten they were cleansed from their sins. It's the same concept in the Old Testament when they forgot or stopped being grateful for what God did for them. They, they rebelled. Very important. So foundational. This concept of gratitude, I think that sometimes we can think it's this gimmick. 
because we hear it a lot in the self-development world and and we don't realize that it is foundational to Christianity. I mean, it, it there's no way around it. So being grateful, remembering what God has done for us and manifesting that. Okay, that's a little scriptural overview of gratitude. You cannot have Christianity without gratitude. You just can't. Now let's look at some research um, about it. There are different studies on gratitude, and I'm going to refer to you to a book who has, that has a really great section on it. It may be one of the best. All right, there's a study called Counting Blessings versus Burdens, an Experimental Investigation of Gratitude and Subjective Well-Being in Daily Life. Well, that's a long title. And this was in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. And there's this field called positive psychology, and gratitude's really big in it. Um, now, in this study, I'm going to link it for you so you can read this study. A lot of times, man, these studies can be um, they're written in sometimes deep scientific language. May not be your thing. Uh, I suggest just reading the abstract a lot of times, or maybe the the uh, conclusion. But there's an article on Harvard Health, and they actually summarized this study. They, it's a really good article on gratitude. I'm going to link it to, and I'll read the summary they give of the, the study that was done on gratitude. This is what they said. One group wrote about things they were grateful for that had occurred during the week. A second group wrote about daily irritations or things that had displeased them. And the third wrote about events that had affected them with no emphasis on them being positive or negative. After 10 weeks, those who wrote about gratitude were more optimistic and felt better about their lives. Now listen to this next part. Surprisingly, they also exercised more and had fewer visits to physicians than those who focused on sources of aggravation, end quote. What? <laughs> now, I, I, I talk about, I think all the time, at least some of the time, I talk about how negative emotional health manifests itself in phys physical symptoms. You, we can make ourselves sick through thinking toxic thoughts we can't i mean stress harbors itself in the gut and that can manifest digestive issues all from the source of thinking negatively being in a, a negative emotional state so these people who manifested gratitude they exercised more i mean i mean have you ever seen somebody who complains all the time that also works out all the time I mean, that person may exist. They may. But there's a... Not usually. I mean, that that's the person who'd be more likely to make excuses why they are not going to work out. But gratitude was connected with exercising more and going to the doctor less. I mean, that's a big deal. All right, there was a second one that they summarized in this article. In this study... Was called Positive Psychology Progress Empirical Validation of Interventions. And this was in the journal American Psychologist. I'm going to read again the summary of, um, of this study. Another leading researcher in this field, Dr. Martin E.P. Seligman, that's how I'm saying the name, okay? 
uh, right or wrong. And um, if you're listening, doctor, uh, apologize if I'm saying it wrong. But Dr. Martin is a psychologist at the University of Pennsylvania. He tested the impact of various positive psychology interventions on 411 people and each compared with a control assignment of writing about early memories. I'm quoting from this article. When their week's assignment was to write and personally deliver a letter of gratitude to someone who had never been properly thanked for his or her kindness, participants immediately exhibited a huge increase in happiness scores. This impact was greater than that from any other intervention with benefits lasting for a month. All right, so these people... There was 411 total. They're writing about early memories. And they were to write and personally deliver this thank you letter, basically. Somebody they never properly thanked. Now, pause and think for a moment. We all have those people in our lives that maybe we've never really thanked for what they've done for us. And I've been thinking a lot lately about up in my game on just giving thank you notes to people, gratitude notes. Um, It's a goal I have uh, because I know it will improve my life. I mean, and obviously you want to do it to God's glory ultimately. And your motive doesn't need to be, oh, I want this person to like me. But I think benefits will just come to your life from doing it, even though the ultimate goal is to glorify God. Like in this study, they these participants immediately, it said, showed a higher, uh, huge increase in their happiness scores. Are you serious? So their happiness elevated all because they wrote thank you letters to people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> isn't that amazing? It's God wired us this way. I, I just love this concept. God wired our brains, our bodies in such a way that when we do what he's commanded us to do, we thrive. And when we don't, uh, we don't thrive. So when we exhibit gratitude and joy and peace, we feel better. We're happier. When we help other people, we feel better. We're happier. That's shown, too. The people who give the most, they're generally the happiest. Now, if you've heard of Coach K from Duke University, maybe you haven't. But if you have, um, obviously you know who I'm talking about. But he's a college basketball coach of Duke University. He's one of the greatest it's not even argued he's one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time now, i'm not bringing him up to talk about basketball but about rather this practice that he had with his team about gratitude and what happened that year and i had no idea about this this happened in uh, 2015 but i have michael hyatt's book your best year ever which i'm going to recommend to you and he tell, told the story. So I went back to the link of this article just to check it out. And it's actually, pull it up here. It was actually done by Success, the the, the um, magazine Success, or whether it's a magazine, success.com, anyway. And it is in their business leadership section of the blog. And they tell this, this story about Coach K. And it's really, really cool. So he talks about, in this article, and I'll link it for you, 
But the basketball season leading into the 2015 camp, they said they had a, he had a really tough winter. And for the first time in 35 years, he had to dismiss a player for violating team rules. And then that followed with a streak. Um, it says that – I'll just read the sentence. That followed a streak in which his once undefeated and second-ranked team lost three of six games. And and so things just – it looked like things just started to worsen. And there was injuries on top of all that. And they were only left with eight scholarship players. And so this is what happened. It says what came next was a private coaching moment, and it led to a championship Coach K says is like none other. So on January 29th, the staff assembled the team in the locker room, and this is what this is what happened. He wrote on the board, eight is what we have, but eight is actually the perfect number. Look at it. Two perfect loops joined together. It's connected. Turn it on its side, and it's the symbol for infinity. H never ending. It's all we have. It's all we need. And he was shifting their perspective, which is foundational. But that's not what Michael Hyatt mentioned. That's not what led me to the article. I didn't even know that part until I went to the article. What Michael Hyatt mentioned was what they did with this basketball. <laughs> This basketball, and it was actually, let's see, let me get to it here. Yeah, this was the associate head coach came up with this idea. So before the tournament, they brought out a basketball, and they didn't let the public know about it. Now, this is Coach K sharing this in an interview. They told the team, we're going to have this ball with us on our way through the tournament. And we would like for you to write on the ball the names of people who have made it possible for you to be here. People who mean something to you, Coach K says. He says most of the guys put between three and eight names on the ball. And then they told the team they'd carry the ball everywhere they went. And a lot of them, they didn't even show the ball to the public. So that was kind of a stipulation of it. He said that they didn't want it to be a public thing, a publicity thing. That wasn't the motive. And that that's really, that's cool, you know, that, that they didn't do it to be seen. So the motive was right. And even the coaches wrote down names too. And Coach K said he put seven names down on his and so they start carrying this ball to meals, the practices, in the locker room, on the plane. Some guys even slept with the ball, had it in their rooms. And they won. They they won that year. And when they went won, they prepared a letter that explained that what they did. And they wrote a note to every person whose name was on the ball saying, thanks, you were with us every step of the way. I mean, that is like, that's cool right there. That's cool. I mean, imagine receiving that letter. Are you serious? I mean, we won the championship and you were with us. You were with us. All right, I'm seeing here. What what I, I want to mention, let's see. Okay. So that was the 2015 National Championship and kind of the journey there. And what Coach Co did, Coach K, Coach K. People call him Coach K because his last name is brutal to pronounce. Um, 
but you can look it up and give it a shot. <laughs> I'm not going to here right now. But the, these players manifested gratitude, and it made a difference. It actually helps to drive us. Now, this one kind of concern that Michael Hyatt mentions in his book, and this is um, the best year ever, and I really highly recommend that you get this book. It's an amazing book. I'm actually reading it a second time through to just let more sink in and, and stuff like that. But one thing that Michael Hyatt mentions that's very important, I think, to mention here is that there there has been this concern between gratitude and our ability to strive for goals that mean a lot to us, very important goals in our lives. And there's this assumption that Hyatt says that gratitude can leave people feeling complacent. And it kind of it goes like this. If I've got enough, then maybe I don't need to achieve more. So this concern says, man, if I show too much gratitude for where I am, what I have, I'm not going to exceed beyond it. And Michael Hyatt says you can see how this that would be a goal killer. But... But he shows that actually that's not the case. And I think from a Christian standpoint, when we understand gratitude, it it prompts us toward more holy living, toward serving others. I mean, it brings the best out within us. So I don't think it would keep us from achieving goals when understanding it properly from a Christian standpoint. But he mentions this article, not article, this study. Um, Robert Emmons and Anjali Mishra, I'm going to go with that. They did this study comparing grateful and non-grateful goal striving. So unique study here about gratitude and actually achieving our goals. And this is how they did it. They had participants to keep a gratitude journal and as well as provide a list of goals they hoped to reach over a two-month period. And 10 weeks later, Emmons and, and Mishra checked back and found the grateful participants were significantly closer than others to achieving their goals. Gratitude doesn't make us complacent, the the researcher said. This is what they said instead. Gratitude enhances effortful goal striving. Now that's really critical. All right, if you're you feel stuck in life and you don't feel like you're moving forward, it, it may be worth your while to examine where your heart is with being thankful with being grateful i mean it's really it's really foundational and he breaks it down more in the book i recommend it just this book's amazing he's got a whole section a whole chapter really chapter six in its own gratitude in michael hyatt's book your best year ever Okay, so when it comes to manifesting gratitude, how do you do it? If I'm not grateful, I mean, what do I do? Well, this is what I recommend. One bad habit that a lot of people have, and it seems like it's really prevalent in the United States of America, is waking up and immediately immersing ourselves in drama or negativity or, I mean, even just chaos. And we do that by immediately checking our phone and going to either the news, to Facebook, social media, checking our emails. And this is before, for a lot of people, 
before we've even gotten out of bed. And I'm going to link the uh, morning routine episode I did. I talk about this in that episode, actually. And also um, the smartphone addiction episode, too. I mentioned that as well. So what that does is when, when you wake up that way and you reach for your phone or even turn the TV on first thing or whatever, and you haven't prayed or taken time to reflect and get your mind even ready to receive all of that stuff, what's going to happen is that you're not going to, going to process it properly. You haven't even asked God to help you with it yet. And you may be very likely to complain about it or get angry about it or get frustrated about it. And there goes the gratitude. That that immediately sends you in this negative cycle. And I think it's a hindrance against gratitude. I mean, when we're constantly immersing ourselves in all this negativity, it works against gratitude. I'm not a big fan of watching the news. I personally, I don't watch it at all. We don't have like local TV channels anyway. We have a Roku box and we have Netflix and Amazon Prime. But I, I'm not I don't really like following the news and if there's a story I want to follow, I can choose which one, like on the internet or whatever. And if you if you watch the news, that's that's cool. You know, it's it's just a personal choice with me. What I find is, man, a lot of times it's really focused on the negative. And so this is my point, um, with we're on strategies now to how to manifest gratitude in your life. I think one great way to do it is to set aside some time when you wake up before you check your social media, before you turn on the news, uh, the TV, or anything like that, and just take some quiet time and, and sit and pray and just thank God for what He's done. So have a period of some quiet reflection, even if it's only 30 seconds. Just sit and prepare your mind and ask God to help you to receive what the day brings in a way that will glorify Him. All right? So have some quiet time. In that time, I recommend writing out your gratitude list. Okay, so writing it out. Keep your journal where you can make this list. Now, this is what I recommend um, with doing this this gratitude list. The, the idea is to keep yourself grateful and keep yourself mindful of what you have to be grateful for. This is what we don't want to happen. So when you're making gratitude lists, I, I do something, and it helps me. To protect me against like burnout on my gratitude list. So I have a rule. My gratitude list, I don't write the same thing every day. But there are some things that reappear. And the very first on the list is always the same. And the second is half the same. And I'll explain what I mean by that. But what can happen if you just start writing the same four or five things every day that can become very repetitive and you can do it in a way that you don't feel it and you're just going through the motions. And that's not what we want. We want this gratitude to register. So I'm going to kind of walk you through how to make a gratitude list. 
And you may be thinking, it's a gratitude list. It's not rocket science. No, it's not. But there are some ways to, I think, make it more effective. And this is coming from somebody who's been doing it a while. And this is the way that has helped me the most. So first on my list, I write Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, That's how I I write God, just to show that the Godhead, God in His fullness, I, I thank Him. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Okay, under Him is my wife Kelly. But this is this is what I do that really helps me here. I don't just write Kelly. I write something about her, and I make it different every day. Or it may be the same concept written in a different way. This is to keep it fresh, to keep gratitude for my wife fresh and alive within me you want to be mindful about it and you really want it to register so i'll write something about her every every morning now there are mornings i i've skipped okay especially lately i'm working on getting back on my game you know we all have slumps <laughs> being honest with you here i've been doing some internal reflection but anyway i, I write something about her it could be her keep going spirit or the time that we had together last night. So last night we actually celebrated our wedding anniversary. It could be the time we had together last night or the meal that she cooked for me or the way that she encourages me and supports me. Or it could be something very specific that happened. The walk in the park we, we took together or just think of ways Get creative with it. Think about, if you're married, think about what you've done recently with the person, how the person has helped you, characteristics about the person you love and appreciate, and just write something different about them every day. And if you're not married, you can do this about your family and your friends. That's a really good practice. So beyond that, I want to keep it fresh every day. And what that does is that challenges me to think of new things to add to the list. So if I'm writing the same things over and over, I'm not challenged to look within and look at all that I have in my life for which to be grateful. So I think about things. So these are some things that you can write. You can write about God's creation and all its beauty. And you can get specific with that. The sun provides vitamin D. You talk about oxygen we breathe in, the beautiful trees, aspects of creation like ocean, mountains, the sky, volcanoes, Grand Canyon, whatever, uh, palm trees, <laughs> whatever it is you like the most. And really let that register. Your The clothing that you have to wear, your health, the shoes on your feet, your jobs, now, this is something that can really help us if we're bitter at work to think about things about our job for which we're grateful. Now, that we have an income. Think about the vacation you get. Think about the insurance you have. Think about coworkers who have encouraged you. Think about the good things. I mean, it's hard for me to believe you're in a job. There's nothing good, nothing to be grateful for. The fact that you even have a job, even if you don't like it, is something to be grateful for because you are getting an income. You can write about your jobs, your home, um, 
And, and when it comes to people in your life, you can be specific of what they've done for you. So think about how you've been encouraged lately, people who've helped you. And some, some one thing that I've done that's helped me is I think about the opportunities that God's given me to encourage other people. And so I thank God. I'm like, God, thank you for putting this person in my life. Now, and on my gratitude list, I don't write it in full sentences like that. I mean, when you pray about it, you can do that. And if you want to just write it like that, I mean, hey, that's cool for you. But for time's sake, I just make a list. So I might say, um, Joe Bob, comma, or hyphen, and put um, what he told me last night or how he encouraged me yesterday or Bobby Sue for the opportunity to encourage her. So maybe you can see you're affecting people in a positive way through your counsel, your encouragement, your prayers. You can see you're making a difference in your life. Man, thank God for giving you that opportunity to do that. Man, be grateful. That's amazing. So that's really helped me to look at ways that, man, God, you've, in the situation that maybe sometimes I focus on the negative, what's well, in this situation that you've put these people in my life. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been there, and you've allowed me. Give the glory to God. God's allowed me to influence them for good. So when writing the list, those are some things I suggest to do to kind of keep it fresh, and that challenges you to think about new things and it, and it keeps the gratitude fresh in your mind and you're mindful about it so make a gratitude list and mix it up write different things on it every day and if you're married write i challenge you to write something different about your spouse every day and if you're not you know do it with your mom or dad or close friend whatever and think about people in your life that have helped you and that you've been able to help and just aspects of God's creation and the provision that's given you, like your health, clothing, food, shoes, and things that maybe we tend to complain about. I'll give you an example. Weather is something that, man, in our society, it's like weather, complaining about the weather is just a conversation starter. We don't... <laughs> We don't like silence too much. And I, I've talked about this. And silence, man, things come to the surface. We'd rather drown that all out. And you ever noticed, like, you're standing around someone and you want so badly to break the silence that you start talking about something that you're not even interested in. You don't even care about. The only reason you're doing it is because the silence is really bothering you. And we use the weather all the time. Well, and they say it's going to rain today or the forecast is calling for storms today just out of nowhere. Or we'll say, man, it's hot. We'll complain. It's so hot. I just wish it would cool down. It's so cold. I just wish it would warm up. I wish it would stop raining. And we, we don't even realize it before we know it. We're in a spiral of complaining. So one thing that helps me with gratitude and weather is even when it's raining in a way that we wish it wasn't thank god for the rain 
because the rain is nourishing the earth, which in turn is nourishing us. Thank God for it. Write it down. Like if you wish it would stop raining so you can go outside and walk, thank God for that. And think about what it would be like if it wasn't raining and if you were in a drought. So reframe it and shift it. And you can use your gratitude list to do all these things. It's very helpful. So if you're not making one, man, I really, or a woman, we say man a lot, like our conversation filler, like man. Um, anyway, I was thinking about that. But if you're not making one, then you need to be. Just, I mean, you can get some notebooks for like 50 cents or something at the dollar store. So just get a journal, a notebook, and make your list every morning. And use these suggestions. Find what works for you, but also pray about it, too, in conjunction with it. And just have some silent time to reflect on things for which to be grateful. All right. So what I want us to take away is that gratitude is not just some gimmick. It's not just some fad. It's not something that this motivational speaker is using to make money. It's the real deal, and it's foundational to following Jesus, remembering what he has done for us and what he's doing and what he will do. And I, I pray that this show just helps you to see maybe that gratitude's missing in your life and that you need it there. Um, and so... Just let me know if this helps you out. One thing that I say um, that really help is if these shows are helping you, then please share them. I believe in this message. I believe God believes in it. Help me get this message out. Share these episodes with friends, family, on social media, through email. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review. And if you're not on in my email community, go to RoyTrentChilders.com. And scroll down to the end until you see the place to put in your email address. And you'll get a free grocery shopping guide that will help you out. Um, and also, man, I just had this thought I was going to say in my head. Oh, well. <laughs> so if you're not subscribed um, to my e in my email community, then, then please do that. But share, help me to share the show and get out this message. And, well, I guess I won't get it. I was thinking of something I was going to say. Uh, but, oh, well. <laughs> As always, uh, remember that you're in a fight for your health. And please don't forget that I am in this fight with you.